Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast for the love of the Sox. Hosted by Nick Borowski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast a recording just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. I am Nick Morowski, and I want to welcome you to episode 102. You can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcasts. Pass this along to other diehard Sox fans, and you can find us on the ShyCitySports.com site. Uh, they've got some great Chicago-centric content there. Uh, you can also find some Good Guys Talk Back t-shirts while you're at it. A lot to get to as we recap the uh, St. Louis series and preview the Baltimore series. Uh, our socks are 28 and 20. Uh, since Cleveland lost to Detroit tonight, we maintain that one and a half game lead in first place in the Central. Let me bring in my co host, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Hey, buddy. It's good to talk to you. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything went as I had foreseen it to happen. <laughs> The Sox won uh, two out of three. They won the first two games, and uh, they lost a day game, which isn't new. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to start penning my thank you cards to the St. Louis Cardinals for their uh, pretty much offering up two games to us on a silver platter with their defense and pass. I've never seen that many pass balls in my life. Yeah, you you follow the Cardinals uh, more than I do, just with your um, you know your wife and your in laws. Uh, that was very very bizarre the way they played, uh, especially game two. Yeah, they've got they've got some injury issues as we do, so there's nothing to say. Uh, I, I don't feel bad for them, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got uh, we've got just as bad of injury situation, but they're, they've got a a makeshift outfield that really showed. Uh, during this series so uh, unfortunately for them but that's baseball man yeah yeah we uh you and I were at game one uh, and I uh, was at uh, this afternoon game and uh, you know if I didn't see it for myself uh, you know and with my own eyes I wouldn't have believed what happened to this team offensively just some of the numbers that we're going to get to uh, really gross um so the Sox do win two out of three from from a you know a competitive more than competitive uh, St. Louis Cardinals team, uh, which is it, which is good after the New York uh, series. Um, and uh, you know each game had moments uh, that really defined it, as most games do. Um, you know I, I'm going to give you this one stat, and this this sums this sums it up uh, with runners in scoring position, Pat, for this series. The Sox were four for 30 mm. for this series. Um, you know, Sox win game one, five to one, game two, eight to three, and lose uh, game three, four, nothing. And and really, you hit it. Uh, you know, we were given some of this uh, just from the way the Cardinals played. I mean, yeah. I felt bad for, for Flaherty. I'm not, not bad for him, but, I, I you know, here's a guy that's eight and oh. And you got to go back to what some of the things of Benetti and Stone kind of chirp at each other about during telecasts about the record or the ERA, which one's more important. And yeah, the record's important, but you know, if you look at what what happens to Flaherty, and you're like, well, now he's eight and one. Oh, well, but that's not on him. 
You know, I mean, he 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 wasn't as sharp, I don't think. But those errors, man, they just booted the ball around. I mean, they did not help him out at all. And and the Sox took advantage of it, kind of. I mean, in game one with runners in scoring position, one for eight. You yeah. know, a lot of them were gift runs. We weren't really stomping on throats there, Pat. You know, Nick, um, I think... I think the team is really still obviously scuffling from the New York series. It, it bled over into this series. Um, so, you know, it's not shocking, but you've got to win games when they're given to you. So no matter how it happens, you have to do it. We found a way to do it. Uh, we took advantage and some timely hitting uh, Andrew Vaughn with a big home run Huge. off, off, a, off Huge. of Kim that should have been taken out. That was big, big mistake by Schilt. Um, should have never left him in to face Andrew Vaughn when a right-hander was ready to go. So shame on him. Um, and then, like you said, that we could have probably scored about 14 or 15 runs in the, in the game two against Flaherty. Not maybe all on him, but we had opportunities. And today with 13 guys left on base, it's mm. like, holy moly. Uh, with, with a guy that you know walks a lot of people, uh, I was surprised that we, we couldn't scratch anything across. We had some opportunities to play at the plate that we got gunned down and, uh, we had a, a reverse call at third base uh, on a, um, mm-hmm. you know, on a pass ball again, on a pass ball, a lot of weird stuff today that, that happened. And it was like, it felt like some momentum was building and then it just kind of, you know, then, then that's it. The inning's over and, you know, another, another game where we've got Larry Garcia coming up with in big opportunities and, and and failing so yeah yeah you know uh, last seven games Lurie Garcia hitting 182 and slugging 227 with a 250 on base percentage that's not good as they say mm-hmm. um and you know your only strongest is your weakest link well there's some really weak links on this team and he seems to come up in situations where we just need that big hit. And I, and I think, you know, James Fox uh, hit on it a little bit last week when he joined us. You know, Leary's just overexposed right now. Yeah. Like he's he's playing far more than he really should be playing. Like, yeah. I, I know his value. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a Swiss Army knife, but I feel like that can only last so long. Some of the series he's he's been having and and then I think when you you get tested and you're you're overplaying, if that makes sense, you're put under a microscope and you're figured out. And yep. he just he looks like he's just overmatched right now. Well, that's the that's the hand we're dealt, right, Nick? Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's let's pray that Adam Engel is his rehab continues to go well. I think he hit a home run the other day, or maybe it was earlier today. I can't remember what it was. Um, so hopefully he's ready to go and and no more setbacks and everything's good. Uh, get the tiger bomb on on the uh, the mm, hamstrings man. and get that. Uh, what is going out. on with that, Pat? You got Eaton that left the game today with a hamstring issue. Mm-hmm. You got Kopech that uh, left, and it seems like he's dealing with a hamstring situation. He's day to day, which is the worst news. You yeah. know, we, we I mean, the way he's been throwing, and we watched him in Game One come in and. Boy, it was fun to watch. He he just looks unhittable, and he looks so confident. I mean, what, what is going on? It, there's so many hamstring problems this yeah. year. I mean, 
I don't get it. Get get a foam roller, get the balm, get the tiger balm, get those large rubber bands that you put underneath your shoe and just do whatever you do. I see these high kicks, these these different things. What is happening? Are those actual stretches in the outfield and pregame, or is that just for show to like put us at ease as fans? Like, okay, they're they look like they're stretching. I don't have to worry. They're taking this serious. They might not be. T- taking it as serious as they should be with, with the hamstring situation. I, well, I'm surprised uh, it's not blamed on Tony. It's probably Tony's fault. He's not offering them water. That's an excellent. Out. He's probably <laughs> saying, <laughs> in my day, we never had water in the dugout. We drank you know what I want to see? and we like. You know it. what I want to see them doing? Uh, I want, you know, that old wooden box that you used to have in PE oh where my. you have to go through. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to go through those different uh, like testing drills, like how many, I don't know, jumping jacks you can get in 30 seconds and this, that, yeah. and the other. And you would sit down, legs uh, straight out. Yeah. And the sit and reach with that yeah. wooden box that had all the markings. Yeah. I want to see the players up like on the, with the wooden box. They're on the ground and the box is pushed up against maybe the tarp and they're all yeah. trying to. You know, get and he's got a clipboard and he's walking around just jotting down everybody's measurements. The the George Bush, the George H. Bush uh, uh, physical challenge, yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, don't <laughs> st- hey, get your knee. Your knees are popping up, and he just oh, steps God. on your knees to Good keep Lord, them down. I, I mean, you know, I, we're making fun of this situation. Uh, be, you know, they have qualified trainers. Uh, I'm sure they're they're very good at what they do. Uh, no one needs to come and tell me what their uh, schedule is like for stre- stretching players out, but it is. <laughs> we heard this Nick Borowski talk about our stretching policy. We better check with him. He seems like he knows what he's doing over there. At least get him, at least get him the notes here, and maybe he wants to weigh in. He's always pushing um, this tiger bomb. Dude, who told you to put the bomb on? Did I tell you to put the bomb on? Uh, hey, look, I, you know, the one thing that I've done over the last 10 years, and I'm not like, I'm not crazy competitive or anything, but I find myself to, to be doing a lot of running over the last 10 years. And I've entered a bunch of different races and it's more of your signing up for things, right? It's not, uh, I'm not being asked by, you know, New Balance <laughs> or anything to, to run for their company, but... <laughs> You haven't been in North New Balance. Is New Balance? You would actually. You're way too young to be endorsing New Balance. You need to be at least. I like 70. their shoe, though. I like. I like their shoe. I like their shoe. So, I've run a couple marathons, and I, I signed up with uh, the Chicago Area Running Association to help me plan for the last marathon I did. It was amazing the amount of stretching they put you through, and and the recommended stretches before and after, and. And you feel it, man. You feel it in your legs if you don't take care of your legs, you know, your calves, your your hamstrings. So, I I mean, I'm rolling. I was rolling foam roller before and after. I'm putting the balm on. Um, so, I, you know, it's just bizarre. Have you remember this many hamstring issues uh, uh, under not Herm? This, not, under, not under the well, Schneider? Well, under Herm, Herm Schneider? Herm, he, he just, he had the, you know, the silky hands. He'd rub you down. <laughs> You weren't getting any hamstring pulls on his watch. Uh, good Lord. Anyway, 
Uh, no, it's a little bit strange this late in the season. I'm surprised they never right? made a bobblehead out of out of Herm Schneider. It would have just, just been the head. <laughs> it would have been. It been. Well, it, I, I wanted to see the whole the whole figure because he had that that super large white towel that he would always used to have under over his shoulder. You know, it wasn't a hand towel. This thing was a white beach towel, and uh, for what purpose? You know, I don't know, but he was always kind of getting out, you know, making his way out to the field of that large white his, his long galloping strides that he'd have. <laughs> you, basically, that that is just take a bobblehead and put it on top of a softball <laughs> and paint the softball like the like some pants and and a shirt on it and put the bobblehead <laughs> on the top. What you're describing is a large weeble pad. It's yes. no longer a bobblehead. That's, it's that's a weeble. It. Why All why right. did they give me a softball? Oh, no. that's the that's the Herm Schneider. Well, I mean, I, I just you know it, it's a real shame. It, it's just uh that that this is why and this team is talented. Damn, they're talented and uh, they are fun to watch and um you know, they are they are I hate to say it, but they're treading water right now. They they mm. are just trying to stay afloat and they're doing a, a really good job at it. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, I would, some would say they're almost thriving uh, at just surviving, you know, yeah. being able to maintain this first place lead. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens against Baltimore and then a huge series in Cleveland next week. But with all these injuries and us for like, you know, praying the rosary, crossing our fingers for Ingle, you didn't think that was happening in yeah. 2021, but he would be such a welcomed addition to this club right now, both offensively and yeah. defensively, because we yeah. know that what he can offer, he can offer more than just, you know, a slap single here and there offensively. He can provide a little pop yeah. and, and he's a lot, it seems to me a lot better hitter than he was uh, a year and a half ago, two years. So I'm excited to get him back and, and I'm, I'm encouraged. We'll see. I, I don't, my predictions on these things when people get hurt are, are really bad. Um, but I guess it was encouraging, at least, that Kopech and Eaton left the field under their own power. Didn't seem to, you know, obviously Kopech looked like it was, in, it was in some great discomfort, but he he managed to get off the field on his on his own. So I, I guess that's a good thing, right? Yeah. It's better than being dragged off. Um, <laughs> they used to be. I'll tell you a quick the story. the last time you saw somebody? <laughs> I, I think. I think our, I'll, if my dad listens to this, he'll correct me. Uh, but I think he was telling me one time he was in Detroit for a Bears Lions game, and anytime in Detroit when somebody got hurt, there's somebody yelling, "Drag him off the field!" And there's somebody like his leg is all akimbo and. God knows what's wrong with them. <laughs> just, just drag you know, them. I mean, it's one thing to have all these the problems, but you know, um, I'm really questioning the policy of getting players off the field this day and age. They're just dragging them by an arm. Hey, hey change the game. We gotta speed it up. Yeah. Speaking of of changing the game, you were did, did you end up taking your long sleeve tea? Even though I got it wasn't three of them. <laughs> All right. I got three you were, of them. All right, good for you. Because I went to the game with with my brother in law, who's a okay. Cardinals fan. Oh, and my, sure. And my nephew is not a Sox fan, so yeah. and they were extra larges. And my nep my my thirteen year old nephew isn't going to wear a extra large, so mm -hmm. I scored. Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing mine right now. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, it is. It is comfortable, and the XL is not as large. It's not tent size. Uh, oh, I know. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I was <laughs> needing. It might be an undershirt for a while, Nick, until uh, 
until maybe I can so, change the game on myself a little bit. Uh, you were at the game Monday, and mm-hmm. uh, what were your impressions with uh, capacity now at 60%? Uh, larger crowd, no more zip ties on the on the uh, seats, um, you know, no more restrictions in the concourse. You can kind of walk freely. You really didn't see a lot of masks, uh, especially if you're vaccinated. Um, what did you, what were your takeaways? How did it, it feel for it, you? It felt like we're, we're back, right? Yeah. We're back to, we're back to a little bit of normalcy here. And it was great. It was great to see, you know, and hear, right. It, when, when Vaughn hit the home run and oh, hear the crowd yeah, and, electric, electric. and, and you hear a little na, 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 Hey, Hey, goodbye. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and the crowd getting into it and it was, it was fun. You know, it just, yeah, the seventh inning stretch, the little things that you miss, right? When when you're not around a big crowd and yeah. trying let, to let me generate ask it. Yeah, you're you're so you're you had some Cardinals fans with you. What did they think of the strobe lights um, that were were going off? Um, um, I don't know home that home runs they, and I don't know that it was mentioned. I'm not okay. sure. I, I mean, I, think I find were, it to be you know just a little unsettling. I I just don't. <laughs> It just, I know they put the disclaimer, like if you have any issues, like heads up, we're wearing strobe, but, but like, they don't tell you when the strobe lights are coming on. Did they you give know, you a heads up? I didn't they, know I mean, that. They... I, if you, I didn't read, I read through most of the thing on the Jumbotron and they said, you know, we do incorporate um, strobe lights. So if you have potential for seizures, just kind of almost, it was like a, just a heads up. Just you know, that, I, I would feel like maybe you need to give away some sunglasses or something that are you find some sunglasses under your seats and place these on because we're about to go strobe. It, I, it's after home runs and it was after the game and it was very. Um, <laughs> I think Gene Honda should get on right as the ball's leaving the ballpark. <laughs> Everyone on your feet and put on your glasses <laughs> in case you are prone to having a stroke. We're going to turn on the strobe lights. It was, oh, OK. Now we're it's a. If you haven't been to a game, folks, there's uh, there's some strobe stuff going on. Um, it, not a lot, but uh, after home runs and uh, after the game, uh, have you um, have you have you found a new favorite uh, ballpark food? I know always it was kosher best grilled onions. Uh, I have I've been to three games, Nick, and I've not had a, a best kosher or okay. well, well, whatever Hebrew National, I think is yeah, probably what well, sure. now. Yeah. But I haven't had one. I, I was lucky enough and blessed enough to be able to watch the game in a suite on yeah. Monday night, oh, and uh, yeah, didn't have to sit with the commoners. Yeah, uh, it's. <laughs> Keeps you safe from I mean, any brawls, I guess. Yeah, really. No uh, brawls in the, in the yeah, no surprise there. As soon as we go 60%, there's a melee out in the left oh, center. Lord, um, everybody. Can you just be yeah. nice? But no, yeah. I I, I uh, had a, enjoyed a couple uh, sausages and a couple mm. uh, mm-hmm. little beef. No bread, mm. you know, because I'm trying to, you know, yeah, make sure I'm watching. Trying to get into that change the game shirt. Change the game shirt. But uh, I think maybe the seven beers offset it. I don't know. <laughs> Not really sure. Good thing I didn't have a bun, though. Um, so no, I'm excited to get back down amongst the people yeah. and, uh, mingle, you know, with the yeah. common folk, uh, yeah. that, that don't sit in suites and you know, uh, have I, a hot dog. Uh, yeah. Have a hot dog. Have a, I have a, have a beef. Um, and, uh, do you remember, I'm putting you on the spot here, but uh, I would say 15 years ago or something, we uh, stumbled into the game as we were known to do every now and then, especially if it was a weekend game after uh, tailgating and what have you. And, and we found these, um, I think they were Italian sausages with peppers and like marinara 
I still think them. about those. <laughs> well, you'll never they, believe. You'll never do they believe have it. Them back. They're back, and uh, these people in front of me were enjoying their evening, and they came. Uh, they left their seats, uh, and they came back with some food. And sh- wouldn't you know it? They had these sausages with the marinara on them mm-hmm. and the peppers, and I just. I couldn't bring myself to say, just tap them on the shoulder and say, excuse me, uh, <laughs> long story, 15 years ago, I was blacked out, uh, found sausages with marinara, was never able to find the stand again the next time I returned to uh, the ball game. Where, oh, where did you what, did you get that? Uh, but they're back, baby, and I'm, I'm going to find them. Okay, well, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So the next time you and I are in yeah. a game together, we'll we'll go there and we'll cheers each other with our sausages. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit any of that out either. No, keep um, it in there. Yeah, uh, marinara sausages. I'm sure there's a, a better name for them. The, <laughs> but that's what a, that's what I'll call them with some peppers. Um, the, the food is outstanding. Get down to the lower level, Pat. Get out of your comfortable little recliner filled, uh, you know, temperature yeah, control suite. Seats, the seats and the suites are wider. So I, much more I know. Either Pat approved. I know. I, I know, sir. It. But uh, it is a good time. And it was electric. And uh, Lynn pitched outstanding in game one. Yeah. Um, seven innings, three hits, one run. Three walks, four Ks, uh, and he was well over 100 pitches, is which uh, he is uh, known to do. You know, I, I hate to say that it was a stopper type of game, but after the way we played in, in New York, I mean, he came in and he he did his business, um, and uh, that was that was awesome to see. And it was <laughs> there was there was not a lot going on offensively for the first five or six innings. It felt like, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Vaughn with huge two-run home run, and then T.A. follows up uh, with a big two-run hit. Uh, Kopech comes in for, to, to kind of clean things up. And, um, you know, it was only six hits. The Sox only gets, gets six hits. But uh, as you and I both know, and, and what Hawk would say time and time again, it's not necessarily what you hit, but it's when you hit it. And yep. uh, that, that game, they, they definitely took advantage of it. Um, you know, game two – uh, we, we kind of touched on it was just it was unreal to see the way that the Cardinals were playing and, and uh, some excuses were being made from from them by Stone and uh, Benetti a little bit. And, and you mentioned it, though. They're banged up. They've got some injuries. Um, yeah. uh, not um, uh, not what I wanted to see out of uh, Crochet towards the end of the game. He looks a yeah, lot of sorts. Made it uh, a little interesting, but it, I don't know. I, I I think he's trying to just really be a pitcher and that's great. I want him to be a pitcher, but I feel like sometimes just let it fly, man. If you, if you've got a yeah, hundred, especially when there's a five run lead or yeah, I, there's sometimes I think he's trying to be too cute and maybe that's by design. Maybe he's not, doesn't have the ability to still rear it up yet. Maybe that's part of coming off the injury, but I, I don't know. I last year it was like he comes in and he's and he's pumping a hundred miles an hour and yeah. and just you know sit down. Uh, now it just seems like he's he's trying to be too fine, too cute, and he's still you know velocity seems still very high, but mm-hmm. um, he's not blowing guys away right now. Which you know, and, you know and when, when you're out there only for an inning, Nick. I mean, what do you what are you holding back for? Yeah, especially again, like we like I just said, five run lead. I'm wondering, you know, with the development of a few more pitches, if he's getting all kind of 
caddy wampus with his like arm slots and he you know he was pumping fastballs when we first saw him last year and that's all he needed to do he was throwing 100 miles an hour uh from his original kind of lefty arm slot he looked un- unhittable uh and truly was and with developing you know some of the other stuff the off speed stuff that he's been working on uh, yeah, maybe it slowed himself down a little bit, and uh, he's he's just not as accurate. He looks he looks a, like when they pan him and, and they show a shot of his face, he looks kind of like where am I? And, and, how, and, and how did <laughs> he was, I get here? He, he was looking at the strobe lights, and then <laughs> and then he's just discombobulated. He you know what? You, that's Gene a great, warning. That is a great point. I, I hope they're aware of what players on the team have uh, effects from strobe lights because you're doing the team a disservice um, and certain players a, a, an extreme disservice if you just kind of go willy-nilly with these strobe lights um, and because he looked, I mean, you know, it was one inning, but what was fascinating is Hendricks kind of was put in the same situation he was put in in New York, bases loaded. And he comes in and he sits everybody down. I mean, looked razor sharp. Um, so I, I, you know, all that all that uh, talk about Hendricks is broke that I was hearing from some folks. Um, well, that well, was uh, he, that was extreme. It, I I've I've loved a lot of what he's done, and at some points he's not as sharp. But overall, the body of of what he's provided, I can't really complain to be honest with you. So. Yeah, uh, that was fun to see. I love uh, you, you love when your closer comes in and just shuts the door and nails it shut. And this gives them no, you know, no life after, yeah. after loading the bases. So that was fun. Yeah, that was because, you know, here here we are, 8-3, bases loaded. Um, you've seen it. You've seen some weird stuff in the game, and that was a weird game. So why mm-hmm. not a bookend? Weird start and a weird end. And uh, so that was nice. Uh, that was nice to see Hendricks uh, shut so, that down. I, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you have this on the agenda here, Nick, because yeah. I, I don't know if I don't want you to skip over it because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you surprised by how much uh, Joe West was talked about over the last couple of days? Um, is well, is it really that big a deal? I mean, I know he's he's umpired a lot of games. He's umpired a lot of games poorly, in my opinion. And he's been uh, a nothing but a pain in the ass in a mm-hmm. lot of points. I don't understand the love for a Joe West. Well, he broke a record um, and, uh, you know, a record that stood for a long, long time. And I think anytime you, you, you know, baseball, Pat, baseball is a it's a game that values records, numbers, uh, milestones, feats. Uh, and we roll the red carpet out for streaks and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I particularly, uh, he's not, uh, he's not in my, in my, uh, favorites. Um, uh, and today was an interesting situation where he got into it with Schilt, uh, the <laughs> St. Louis manager. Um, yeah, I, you know, he looks like, I think what I heard was he, he had knee surgery last year just so he can kind of get to this season uh, to break the record. And I think he's going to retire at the end of the season. I don't know if James Fegan was joking around, but he wrote something. Uh, he sent a tweet out that I think the Sandy, that the San Diego chicken might've been there on Joe West's request 
And the uh, moment when he handed the chicken handed Joe West the bouquet of flowers, like after the game was official, after five innings or what have you, that was Joe West. That was all his planning. Like he scripted that. He said, like, now I want the chicken to come out. <laughs> I don't know if James Fig- we I really we need to get him back on to just talk about that one point. But that is asset. If that's true, that is the most just unbelievable situation all right can you remind me does joe west have a a history with the chicken that i'm i'm not aware i don't of? know i don't know maybe uh, maybe his first game was against with san diego and the chicken was involved um maybe he's thrown the chicken out at some point i you know i don't follow a lot of uh, umpires careers uh and <laughs> and what has happened with them we we know about wegner and uh, we know about joe west and there's a handful of others basically because they have uh, uh been victim of some hawkisms and yeah uh but yeah i i think it was the record pad and uh you know i think that'll be it that'll be the most that joe west gets i mean i get it it just seemed like it, it was like over overkill to me but mm. that's just me maybe because yeah. I, I don't really care about umpire records yeah yeah I, you know i didn't think you did but uh i mean it's a bit it's a major feat so i think that was just something that uh it kind of cool that he i guess broke it in chicago and uh you saw the punky qb jim mcmahon was at the game which i don't know that's another one why was he in attendance who knows it, he, he, he doesn't know where he's he coming at? from arizona to attend the record well, game I, for joe west i do know that he was in town um for a uh a um a fundraiser for mongo mcmichael okay. it's i i, I oh so sure. you know that He's got Lou Gehrig's disease, yep. so I know that they had a big to do with a lot of former players. So he could have been in town still from that. that, that okay, that makes I... more sense. Um, that makes a lot more sense, actually. Okay, thank you for uh, filling in the gaps there. <laughs> Where? What is the connection between Joe West? And he had to change the game shirt and the on, chicken. Though. Ryan McGuffey uh, tweeted a picture of the punky QB without sunglasses on. So I wonder what the strobes. Oh um, God! You know, I. Uh, Hopefully he made it home. All right. Um, so game three uh, day game, um, nothing could go right. The sack for the sacks offensively and wrote down just another gem, six innings, one hit. And that was a home run one uh, of <clears throat> 10 strikeouts and uh, zero walks. That, that That's the, that's the key. Yeah. And uh, in game before geo, great, great outing. I hope I didn't mean to kind of just bulldoze past that zero walks for Giolito. Yeah. Okay. That's, those are just, you know, when we talk about, well, you know, you're really only your chance for a game base is based on starting pitching. Well, I'm confident with all of our starters. Yeah. I would, I mean, I could rank them if, if you wanted to rank them on the fly right now, I can do that in terms of, you know, who I'm most confident with, but it's, it's, it, these are, good problems to have when you start nitpicking and splitting hairs as we often do. And most Sox fans do that follow this team passionately day in and day out. Um, at this point, I, I, you have to keep Rodon. I think we, we toyed around personally, me, me, me specifically about trading Rodon maybe yeah, because he, you're going to lose him after this year, but at this point play for this year, you know, uh, because if you're restructuring things, he he's your game one guy in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean, or did I he just, hand it to or did he hand it to Geo? No, I mean, 
I I just wrote it down for my own. Okay. Uh, I, I put Rodan one, Geo two, Lynn three, and depending how if, if you're going off of recent, I don't I don't know. You could interchange right now, Lynn and, and Geo. If you could you could convince me of that. I'm, I'm and I wouldn't argue. And then I go see some Dallas Keuchel for uh, five. Yeah, I, I'm with you on four or five. I, I just jotted mine quickly down to not that like it took a lot of work to write five <laughs> names down. Like, like I'm trying to alphabetize capitals or something here. Um, I've got Lynn number one. I have so much faith in this guy. Wow. Uh, and then I got Radon too. Geo's three. But after his last couple performances, I could see Geo maybe creeping up. But you can't, you can't leapfrog Rodon right now. And so, I've are got, you talking? If are, is this in terms of if if the playoffs started tomorrow, talk like the old radio talk. Let's, mm, if the playoffs mm-hmm. started tomorrow, yeah. who's yeah. your number one starter? That's that's. Is it because well, of Lynn's stuff, or or his pedigree, or his experience? What, I, you what? know, I I think right now it's because of his. Um, I don't know. There's like a, these are moxie is moxie. There there you go. I love that word moxie. And he just, I don't know, man, he, he, he's got that attitude that, you know, nothing's going to bother me. You know, this is what I'm made of. And uh, I will, I will, you know, I'll take some hits here and there, but I'm weathered. I'm tested. I'm built for this. He's like a Jeep, you know, he's uh (laughs) And I, I like a good Jeep. I feel comfortable in a Jeep when I'm going on a long trip. And, and that's what I would want. Now, the, the, the playoff conversation is maybe a little bit different because if you're going to play this hypothetical game is, is, is we are right now on May 26, which is fun. This is fun stuff to do at May 26. I feel like you have to hand Geo maybe the ball because of some experience in the playoffs. Hmm. Cause he's got that, he's got that extra gear. Like it feels like Lynn is always he's pedal down all the time. He can't yeah. go all another gas. extra. All gas. Yeah, he can't he can't go on a, an extra gear in terms of his intensity or whatever. Yeah, but you feel like you, that that Geo can do it because we've seen we've seen the Undertaker eyes uh, on the oh, ground last year Lord. and, and yeah. Oakland. So I could see that. Yeah, and again, I'm not going to argue with you because I I like all these guys. I mean, you could not that he's having a great year. But I still, I still can appreciate a Dallas Keuchel for his experience, and I think he could navigate his way through a playoff game if you had to. Yeah, that's an interesting right? way of phrasing it, navigate, um, because that's what it seems like he's doing these days. I mean, mm-hmm. he's taking a lot of weird turnaround, and when you're throwing high 80s um, to contact and you're slightly off a little bit, I just don't feel like you know. I, I'm not confident like he would he would be a starter for us in the playoffs. Um, he's, but he'd be serviceable, mm-hmm. you know, if we, if we had to, because yep. of his pedigree as well. Yep. Um, he's just lost a, a few steps. Yeah, that's true. Um, but again, I would, he's not going to be the, the, the moment's not going to be too big for him. Correct. Right? And he that's can, a good way of saying he can, yeah. he can play within himself, which I hate that term. Yeah. Well, who else are you going to play within? Um, and then I, th- I think he could, like I said, I think he can, he's not going to have great stuff. He's not going to strike out a lot of guys. He's not going to miss a lot of bats, which people love to say, I, does he miss bats? Mm-hmm. He's going to pitch a contact. Uh, but the problem with a, a contact pitcher like him is you rely on the defense behind you, which eh, I don't know that I want to rely on our defense all the time. So. Yeah, well, there's just it's it's rotating. Um, you know, we're we're shuffling guys all over the place. Um, and 
you know, you're, you're seeing it with the lineup too. Um, I, so I, I, again, I think our pitching, our starting pitching for sure is, is keeping us in this. Um, you know, I mean, people are looking at us like, how in the hell are you in first place without Aloy, without Robert, you know, you're having injuries from other guys and, and your mashers aren't really doing what they should be doing. How, how are you guys 28 and 20? Well, our pitching has been outstanding. Our starting yep. pitching has kept us in, and our bullpen has been more than serviceable. It hasn't been lights out like we all thought it was going to be coming into this uh, season. Uh, you know, every every member of the bullpen, I feel like, has had a few games that have been like their highlights, you know, mm-hmm. and th- th- there, there's been ebbs and, ebbs and flows. So um, the, the offense, though, today with this game, Pat, it was just, you know, we talked about it. Oh, for 10 with runners in scoring position, 13 men left on base. Abreu, Mercedes, and Mancada with runners in scoring position were 0 for 7 today, four strikeouts and a double play. Uh, that's not good. And, and no. that can't continue. Um, I, so I don't know what to do at this point. Well, except just it, complain about it more and more. You, you're going to have to ride the roller coaster, Nick, because I'll tell you what, you're probably going to have you're probably going to score runs against the Orioles over the next four games. I, yeah, I, they were uh, rattling off the ERAs of the starting pitchers we're going to face. And I think I heard uh, the first two guys we're going to face have a, a five and a half and a six plus ERA. Yeah. Um, so we're going to score runs. So then we're going to come back and have a podcast again on Sunday. And we're going to talk about, Oh, look at this. It was fantastic. We're probably going to have uh, a double digit run. So I'm going to just predict we're going to have one game where we score double digits. It's going to look fantastic. So you're just going to have to ride the roller coaster right now with the offense. Cause I think it's just going to be, it's going to be as consistent as the players that are in the lineup. And right now you've got guys in the lineup that shouldn't be playing every day. So uh, I agree with, I agree with that. It is going to be a bit of a roller coaster, but I, I, you know, consistency is what's going to help us also tread water uh, while we wait for help. And boy, do we need a right fielder? Uh, you know, I, I sent something out about, uh, you know, I sent a tweet out, you know, Sheets. Sheets is playing yeah. well. He's raking in uh, in AAA. Well, if Vaughn can learn left field, and boy, is he look good as of as of late. Some of the angles he's taken, um, uh, some of the things he's done defensively, uh, and his arm, pretty accurate. Maybe not the strongest, but pretty accurate. If he's been able to figure that out, well, then maybe Sheets can figure out right field. You know, because we need the bat. We we yeah. need a, a we need a slugging right fielder. Uh, not a you know. Hey, and I love what Adam Eaton did. He took his beard into a mustache, and I hey, <laughs> good, good on him. He's changing things up. I think he looks fine. You know, he looks a little bit like you know a silent movie villain. But that's you know, you do you. That's no problem whatsoever. But you know, he's hitting you know under his weight, slugging probably around the same area. You can't have that. So what we do now, and, and you saw it, I saw it today, is is kind of trying to live for the bunt, the beloved bunt. Oh. Um, and and you're playing for one because nothing's clicking. And what are your thoughts? What did you see today with that? What are your thoughts on that? Well, see, I'm not like a hundred percent anti bunt guy. And I don't know if I mentioned on this show before, or maybe it was in our, our just regular conversation. I'm okay with a bunt in a, in a situation when it calls for it. Um, and and Benetti was all over it today. He was 
you could tell he was not happy about the what, I oh, think sure. three times that we bunted today. And uh, in a nice way, arguing against bunting and giving up equity and equity being out. You shouldn't do that. It doesn't make any sense to do that in this day and age. Just with. with but. With, well, but if but if Eaton or somebody isn't doing anything offensively anyway, why would I want him popping up to the first baseman in foul territory or striking out? At least get a productive out and move guys over. Yeah, I mean? I, and I and I said, like I said, I am not a hundred. I'm not against bunting in certain situations, but I, I didn't understand Zach Collins bunting. That, that one was bizarre. I think the first time he didn't he bunt twice today. He actually got know, one down or whatever. I, I don't know, you know whatever. It, we, we threw Lurie Garcia's numbers out the last seven games. You don't even want to know Zach Collins's offensive numbers the last seven games. They yeah. are just atrocious um, all over the board, any numbers you look. I mean, he the irony of that is we want Zach Collins for his, his bat, his power left, his power bat as a lefty. And here he is. His real value is as a catcher right now, um, yeah. which is just bizarre. But I'm sorry. Go Get back to your – no, I, I was just saying it just seemed a little too much. It seemed like Tony had resided to the fact that we weren't going to be able to hit today and we had to try and manufacture a run, which, I, again, I can get at some points. But I don't know. Bunting three times in a game in this day and age just seems bizarre to me. It just seems so like I, I, giving up too me much. if I'm wrong then. So if that's Tony's mentality, and uh, I believe Vaughn was at third with one out after that, um, they went they went to the replay. And mm-hmm. he ended up getting in, you know, he ended up giving his hand over the glove. So if he's at third with one out and you want to bunt uh, to manufacture run, then why not suicide squeeze? You know, I mean, yeah. I, are you because you're putting people in situations that maybe they're not prepared for. But if that's Tony's mentality of I'm going to bunt to get a run because this is going to be a close game. Well, then do something like that. Yeah, I I. I'm not going to pretend to get inside of Tony's you know, head here, but can I, so it, it's interesting that you may, you, you talk about the telecast with Benetti and I, and I like Benetti a lot. Um, I think he's a, he's been a wonderful addition. Him and stone are great. The one thing I do miss though, of having a former um, a, a player in the booth like Hawk and is in between all the waxing on about Yaz and uh, Ted Williams and, you know, Don Drysdale, God rest his soul. He brought at least an advantage to, you know, as a hitter. This is what you're thinking about when you're in the box and, and, and changing different approaches. I, I liked hearing that from a former player that hit professional hitting, you know, and that's, and that's why I love Stone in there, giving you the pitcher's perspective, uh, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, the staff that we have. So I would like to hear, you know, what, what's the thinking here? I mean, are players also kind of thinking that way? Or are they going the mindset of, why are they asking me to bunt here? Uh, this is so ridiculous. Like, doesn't anybody read anything this day and age? Like, no one should be bunting. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's it would it just seemed bizarre. It, it's it was too many wasted outs today when when you couldn't scratch off runs. So uh, I, I, it just seemed odd. It just, it just, it was it like does, a head scratcher it did, to me. It, it did seem, it seemed like there was no faith in the offense anymore. Like we mm-hmm. were almost just kind of giving up. Like, I don't trust these guys swinging away. So I'm just going to just kind of move players over and mm-hmm. just hope that now somebody gets a hit. 
um, to score a run. It is just, you know, very different um, than I guess how we were playing in, in previous series. But then you have to look back and, and like, well, what, who are we playing? It was the Royals and the Twins for a while. Yeah. And, and we feasted on them. And that's okay, though, Nick. We shouldn't apologize for feasting on them and struggling. Not at all. I hope teams, you know, because most stop on them. Most teams. And I can't remember who it was that was on here that that made that comment about most teams are at or you know close to five hundred against teams that are five hundred, and they kill below five hundred teams. So mm-hmm. we're we're slightly below five hundred, I think, against five hundred or better teams. Um, we certainly can get better, but I don't think that we're like. Uh, way off the charts versus, you know, other, you know, division leaders. Yeah. If, if Eaton goes down and, and he's uh, gone for an extended period of time, that means what you're getting more, maybe Lurie Garcia and Danny Mendick out there in right field. I mean, is that, well, if it's going to prescription, if that's yeah, the, I got a fever, but um, it's comes like at a good time. It comes at a good time when you're playing the Orioles. So if we have to have some makeshift going on here, I think we can again, navigate our way through this series and beat the, or the Orioles three out of four pretty handily, regardless of who's playing right field. Yeah, I, I I hope so. I mean, it uh, I, it just um, it, it's not going to ever get easy. Uh, is it, it's just from a fan perspective of looking at that outfield and seeing names like you know Vaughn Hamilton Mendick is your twenty twenty one outfield, and I just have well, to deal with it. And and, and we got to do this team's got to do the best that they can and continue to tread and yep. uh, and and just survive in, in advance game at a time series at a time well um, alloy looks like he's uh in good spirits a lot of uh you know uh you know breadcrumbs he's thrown out there mm-hmm. on, on social media mm-hmm. and saying things are going well and then you see uh robert walking around without crutches so yeah. you know and, and without having to have surgery so you know who knows Nick? yeah i mean who who knows um i i just uh like i said i i think the pitching is going to carry us and uh yeah, yeah, maybe this Orioles series is coming at a good time. Um, they've got a minus 56 run differential. Uh, they are in the basement in a very competitive AL East, uh, which isn't a shocker. Uh, we're throwing Cease, Keiko, Lynn, Giolito. So speaking about uh, confident pitchers, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with our starting pitching staff in my mind. So uh, really looking forward to this series. Uh, it's a four-game series, and we've got uh, – Friday and Saturday night, uh, or I should say Friday night and Saturday during the day is the uh, TA bat flip bobblehead, which uh, should be well attended uh, by folks. There you go. Get out, get there early. You know, if you're a bobblehead enthusiast, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which I will, Um, I Friday is supposed to be some inclement weather. So I will, but I will stand in line and that's what I do. uh, And I will get that bobblehead. You stand in line for the show, and uh, I, I'll be waiting to report back. Absolutely. Um, uh, predictions for this series, Pat? You, uh, you, you were correct with your two out of three from the Cardinals. I'll say three out of four. You should, you know, you should sweep a team like this, but it's it's hard to beat a team for four games in a row. So I'll predict three out of four, and and, and I'll also predict that uh, we're going to score some runs against this Orioles pitching staff. Yeah, uh, T.A. had a, excuse me, all choked up about T.A.'s uh, absence. Um, 
TA had a day off today, which was kind of disappointing for folks that came out to the ballpark. But he, you know, he's got to rest eventually. We we've got a pretty grueling schedule. Um, you got to feel like he's going to have a, a big series, especially with the bat flip bobble, uh, kind of his likeness on uh, Friday and Saturday. I'd like to see TA kind of get going. Uh, he, he's been yeah. he's been struggling as of late. Like to see him getting going. Uh, and you know, Abreu. Um, yeah, he had a rough game today, but you know, game two he had four RBIs. I mean, yep. he's, I felt like he swung the bat uh, pretty well, game one and two. But you know, he he gets some cold patches, man. When he's cold and he's just not seeing it, uh, it's rough. So I, 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 that's my hope is that TA and Abreu get hot. And uh, yeah, I'd like three out of four as well. Well, that's different for you. I, I figured you'd want to go out there and stomp on people and smash brains and things like that <laughs> messages need to be sent still and i think you can do that in three okay. out of four games okay so i i think they still can send a message it's tough to beat a team uh, even a team like baltimore um you know four straight times what i'm looking for ultimately is uh, maybe we lose one game in this four game series but it's a well played game and we just got beat. We just didn't have as many runs as they did at the end of the game. Because I want the momentum moving forward for that big Cleveland series. We need yeah. to be clicking on all cylinders. Which Cleveland's got some injury issues of their own now. Yeah. So yeah. with, with Blisek with an aggressive uh, taking off of his shirt and that was, breaking his finger. I, I cannot believe what I was reading on the bottom line. Um, That's that, just something you just don't say. I mean, you just go, I, I fell. <laughs> You just say I, someone smashed me with a hammer or, you know, a, a, I, I, I dropped a piece of mail in the street and someone ran over my finger with a, a, a dump truck ran over my finger and it broke it. You don't say I, I, I aggressively. So then you can lead into what was going on uh, leading up to the aggressive shirt. T- I mean, whatever. Uh, not, a, not my problem. Uh, thankfully. <laughs> not my problem. Just take your shirt off carefully tonight. Yeah. Um, well, Pat, always a pleasure, sir. I look forward to talking with you um, at the end of this Baltimore series. Yes, looking forward to it, and we'll see if our predictions uh, come true. Yeah. Uh, folks, thank you so much for joining us once again on uh, Good Guys Talk Back. It's a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast that hopefully you'll pass along to other diehard Sox fans uh, in your friend circles, in your family, wherever you congregate. Uh, you can find this podcast everywhere. Uh, subscribe and check us out on the shycitysports.com uh, site. They've got some great Chicago-centric uh, content, uh, as well as some Good Guys Talk Back uh, t-shirts. Uh, find us on Twitter, at GoodGuysTV, and also on our Facebook fan page. Uh, for Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox! Go Sox!